Hey everyone, Kurt here. This episode, Jen and I talk about Dharma, your calling, your life's purpose, what you're here for. We tell some fun stories, we talk about some serious stuff, we go off on a little tangent about texts versus phone calls. It's all in good fun. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Hey, Jenny. Hi, honey. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? Once again, we're here on a Friday. We've fun packed and we've, you know, made our conclusions. And my conclusion for the current moment is I'm great and really happy in life. And I think that prompted us to kind of have a conversation around Dharma. Dharma? That's a new word to some people. What does Dharma mean? It sounds like karma, but it's Dharma. Are they from the same schools of thought? They are from the (laughs) same schools of thought, but Dharma means your life purpose. We've got a really chatty kitty cat here who wants to come up on our lap. Yeah, that's Little. Little's going to be on the show too. Little's got important things to contribute. Little's a very spiritual (laughs) cat. Yeah, Little is a very spiritual cat. He likes the Dharma conversation. Yeah. He's like, and, let me in here. And Little was in bed with me this morning, mm-hmm. and then I heard you shuffling your cards as you went to do every morning to yeah. talk to your angels, archangels, goddesses, get your affirmations, your messages. And as soon as you started shuffling, I felt Little like stirring, mm-hmm. and like stretching out. And then after a couple of shuffles, he finally got up and hopped in, and I heard you say like, hi, Little. Yeah. I was excited. <laughs> So anything spiritual going on? Yeah, if I'm in a pretty good meditation, I got some good energy going. Yeah, Little's going to come running in. Yeah, he's a spiritual cat. He's he really a spiritual enjoys cat. You are, Little. Right? You're Come happy here. you got on the show. <laughs> Look, he's like, I wanted to be part of the show. Well, now you are. Here you are. Say hi to everybody. So yeah, we were fun packing, and we realized we were both in a good zone. And that's all for me coming, having one of the worst days yesterday. But you can bounce back in a day. <laughs> I, you should be able to bounce back in a day. Ideally, you should be able to... Well, sometimes a lesson makes you process for like a know, time, a period of time. I think sometimes. when you get experience at it, it should be you acknowledge where you're at and then are because of the work that you put in of practicing, getting rid of it and transitioning into a better headspace... Like, that'll come more quickly. I think I get what you're saying. Oh, so you can unpack every day, process every day. Even if the day threw you a little, twisted you a little, by the end of every day, you should be able to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's kind of the goal. I think your dharma, living your life purpose, I think one of the signs that you're in your dharma is that you can do that every day. And if you can't do that every day, if life is too much for you, then I'm just going to hypothesize that you're probably not living your dharma. Yeah. Agreed. The funnest dharmic experience of your life. The funnest. Where dharma like came in and showed you something in a fun way. <laughs> I feel like you have one. No, I don't. This oh. is great. No, I, I like the idea of the topic. I wish I had um, one. Because I'm like scanning my brain. And we can edit this. Something that's fun. And we can edit out our scanning. But uh, I, I'm just going to go there. <laughs> I, this is a uh, life telling me that I'm not ready to handle certain things. Oh, this is I'm uh, this is this is life. This is a time when life was telling me 
you can't handle this, man. You can't handle this yet. And I'm glad I became 45 years later a person who feels like they can pretty much handle anything. Did you say 45 years? Yeah, 45 years later, I feel like I'm a person. Yeah, so this actually happened when I was five. So. <laughs> I can't even believe this is real. Kindergarten. I went over to someone's house. And. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think I know the story. I think I know it. I didn't. I had, I had five years of experience under my belt, and I didn't have any experience with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, <laughs> the friend whose house I was visiting had a brother who was had special needs. Was like mentally disabled. Mentally disabled. Diff, just diff, so different that I never knew such a thing was a real thing Mm -hmm. this is my first experience of such a thing being a real thing in retrospect had somebody sat me down and talked to me beforehand i'm not saying any nobody i'm not saying anybody would have even thought to do this but in retro if i could go back in time and tell little me something i'd be like look you're about to go over this house i just want to talk to you before you go this People exist in this world in different ways. You're only seeing what you see so far, but some people, some people can't walk, some people can't see, some people. There's different mm-hmm. ways people are that you don't even know about. Like I would have prepared little mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I, I go over the person's house, and I really liked everything, but I, my little brain couldn't handle what I was seeing. I couldn't handle it, and I literally crapped my pants. Like. <laughs> 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 Literally, if Dom is trying to tell you that you can't handle something, yeah, and you have that. a little growth to do. If you crap your pants, that really gets your attention. Yeah, and not from food poisoning. If you crap your pants from fear, that's a sign, Dom. <laughs> oh that's God. a gentle sign <laughs> that Dom is giving you that you can't handle this, whatever oh my it is. God. So I, I remember he, the person lived around the block from me, like a full half block. And uh-huh. say a block was a half a mile. That's how long a block is. I remember walking home that because I think the mom knew right away when it happened and was like, oh, maybe you should, you know, it's getting late. You know, maybe you should go home now or something like I'm sure it was very polite and made like it was nothing. But I was thinking my little brain, I knew like that they knew. And yeah, and I remember walking home and it went from like my underwear to down my leg. Oh <laughs> my God. This is so And story. I so remember my mom like washing me off in the shower and like, why didn't you, why didn't you tell someone you had to go to the bathroom? And I don't think I could even, my little, <laughs> little me. And you have the words. I don't even think little me could express what I experienced yeah. with the words. Yeah. So that was Dharma saying, this is something that's real in life and something you're not ready to face. So that's my fun five-year-old Dharma story. That's, I don't feel like I could even touch that. No, it. no. Just tell your own story. You can't touch that. No, that's, that's my own personal really crazy. some story. <laughs> I'm glad I was only five and not like 12. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, if you crap your pants, it's legit. <laughs> like, I could be walking down the street. This, is, You know, I'm doing my... Uh, supernatural podcast and you know some people believe in sasquatch and some people believe in ufos but some people believe in something that's like a werewolf called the dog man i i don't know i'm just getting into exploring stuff but i I could say this if i was walking down the street one night late and it was dark and like a werewolf type thing 
just ran by me and like stopped and looked at me for a second and then kept running. Oh my God. Just that experience, even if they're like 20 feet away, could I crap my pants? Maybe. Maybe. Oh my God. <laughs> That's an interesting topic. What would, what, let's get, if you don't have a thing, what in life would make you crap your pants? <laughs> I could say, I, I could say if I saw a werewolf and it just looked at me for a second and then kept running to even, to twist your mind to think, werewolves are real? And like one was just standing in front of me. Mm-hmm. You might find even, you may not actively crap your pants, but you might find after the werewolf ran away that you look back and you're like, oh wow. I just crapped my pants. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. That was scary. Anything could do that for you? No. I just can't imagine doing that. <laughs> so, wait. You never crap your... <laughs> <laughs> wait. Am I the only one? Paul. Okay, well, yeah. Paul, for those of you who are brave, how many of you in your life have literally <laughs> crapped your know, pants? That's... Yeah. Let's see how many people write in for that Point, one. 1%. 1%. So, I'd like to take it back to Dharma. <laughs> And, I was talking about Dharma. Yes. <laughs> and I was going to say a nice story. Like I had a nice one of when the very first time that I met you, when we went to Eric's house and I remember Eric answered the door, gave him a hug hello and said hi. And then we walked over to his island in the kitchen and you came into the room and like you stood across from me on the island and like we said hi and I just remember looking at you and like feeling my stomach actually drop and just I knew immediately you were the person for me. I felt it with my entire That's being. really cool. So to me, I feel like that's an example of Dharma in action. Like, here, this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Isn't it romantic? So you had a shit your pants story, and I had a <laughs> a romantic love story. <laughs> I remember it quite clearly. That was a wonderful moment of our lives. Oh, I wanted to go back. Like, let's go back to as early as we can remember, like moments in our life that we can, when we thought we were living our dharma mm-hmm. and it was clear because of this, that, and the other thing. And then moments when it was clear we weren't living our dharma. Anything come to mind for you? The first thing that comes <laughs> to my mind. How old are you? I was 18 and just finished my first year at Quinnipiac. Wow. And... I came home and said, I'm not going back. I'm going to stay home and go to Hofstra. I want to be home. And I remember registering for my classes at Hofstra. And when I went and had to pick my courses, I hated my schedule. I thought it was awful. It just, it was not landing on me at all. And I was kind of tormented by it. And then I finally... I just knew. I was like, I just said, I don't want to go here. I want to go back to Quinnipiac. And so a week before classes started, I re-enrolled and was able to go live with my friends. And I had the schedule I wanted. And so it was like I almost was stepping off of my dharma, my path. And I I listened to myself and I followed the signs to go back. Because it was easy. And then, of course, when I made that choice, it was easy. Everything just fell into place. This is a great example. I love it. I got to ask a couple of questions because I was listening to you as a listener. And I was like, oh, I want to know this. I want to know that. How many days did it go on where you were like, 
I this doesn't feel right. Hofstra weeks. Doesn't feel it right. went on for weeks. So you could every day you couldn't unpack per se. Every every day when you went to bed, you were like a little like tweaked. A little, yeah, and I, I had, the thoughts I had were, you know, maybe I'm just scared, and that's what that is. Oh, so you try to play it off. Yeah, like. I was trying to play it off, and then I was like, I don't think this is really what I want. Now, which begs the question: What was it about? you making that decision in the first place. You were going to Quinnipiac, you had a year, and you're thinking, Quinnipiac's in Connecticut, mm. uh, probably like an hour and a half, two hours from your home, and then Hofstra would have been like 20 minutes, 25 minutes from your home on Long Island. What first prompted that change? Like, I should, I'm should, i going to go to Hofstra here. I thought my first year at Quinnipiac, I felt like I was home a lot. I went home a lot. And so... And maybe I was feeling like I didn't entirely fit in. So I was like, well, I'll just go home. And But then I just felt a pull to go back. And so I had to follow that because that felt right. And then it's obviously the right decision. All the really nice, wonderful people you met. And Andy mm-hmm. was during that time too. Mm-hmm. The, the best boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. That's a great example. So... That's mine. What's yours? You know, you have a great one because it's all one story and it shows off your dharma, on your dharma. Mm-hmm. The, the first thing that comes to my mind for me for off your dharma, becoming really good at wrestling wasn't my dharma. Mm-hmm. Having fun wrestling was my dharma. Mm-hmm. Meeting people, having the camaraderie, the friendships, uh, everything that came out of it, having really great coaches. Yeah, that was your experience of it. That was it. I wasn't supposed to be really good. Mm -hmm. And I know that because I remember deciding, you know what? Sometimes you got to put effort in and I want to be good this year. I'm going to put the effort in. And so I was putting my effort in, probably not even a full week. I probably put my full effort in two days, three days, and I sprained my ankle and I was out for the season. So that wasn't my dharma. I yeah. wasn't supposed that. That wasn't for whatever reason. At the time, I know I was as bummed as anything. I was like, "Damn!" Try to go back too early before the injury was healed. Sprained it again. Oh, like, what know, a like, nightmare! Yeah. So, Can so I that's ask an example you, of yeah. Please. <laughs> do you recall the first three days before you sprained your ankle? Do you recall like where your your head was at? What you felt like? I was all in. How did it feel? being all in wonderful felt great okay i felt like i I felt like i'm putting effort into something this is what it feels like Mm -hmm. to really put the work in yeah you're building momentum i I had my fire going i was really i decided and i was all in and then that was like a hard stop not my dharma not my obviously if it was my dharma i wouldn't have sprained my ankle right but where would that have led maybe that would have thrown me off my path I know part of the reason it happened was because I, I sometimes look at child actors, the ones that I don't, I'm not in the know on a lot of things, but I know some child actors get a little jacked up because a little too much happens. Like you're just a regular person like everyone else and all of a sudden you're famous mm-hmm. and you're a child. If you're not like meditating every day and in touch with yourself, that could throw you off of your life. So I always think of it that way. Not that I was going to be a child star wrestler. Maybe it would have been too much and that would have thrown me off. I wouldn't have been able to handle it for whatever reason. Yeah. That's the way I thought of it. So that's an example of me not living my dharma. (laughs) Or being redirected. Your dharma was being redirected. Yeah, you got redirected. You you got redirected. Not Quinnipiac. I'm going to go to Hofstra. I, I just got stopped 
there. Well, there's a different, it's a different form of redirection. Yeah. It's a no, but I didn't get yeah. a this or that. No, you're not going to do this. It's, I would love to finish the story but, and saying, and that's when I discovered writing. I was sitting there yeah. and I started writing. That's not what happened. I was just bummed. I can't wrestle. Yeah, so what did you do during that time while you were healing? I don't remember. I know I wasn't happy. Mm. Not depressed, but I loved wrestling. And I was going to try that year. I was going to try hard. and Yeah, so I'm sorry I was bummed. Now it's, I totally get it. Like, not your darling, man. Too bad you tried that year. You could have wrestled that year just the way you wrestled every other If you wrestled the way you wrestled every other year where you just had fun with it but didn't change anything, you didn't, wouldn't have had a sprain your ankle. So I'd go back. That, that'd be an interesting movie. You go back and you tell past you not to try so hard. Look. If you try really hard, you're going to sprain your ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a flip on a movie. Yeah. Like, don't you go back and tell yourself to try harder or do something different? You don't try as hard. No. You're going to get hurt. Yeah, what? Just, yeah. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> what is it with physical injuries and dharma? They get your attention. It's easy. They get your Nothing gets your attention it's, like a physical injury. Because yeah. you could be stubborn with yourself. You get a bags under your eyes. You're not sleeping at night. You're stressed. Your hair's falling out. That thought's physical. I think. I know, but I think it's easier for people to ignore versus maybe something like a break or a sprain. The physical stuff is more like a wake up call that almost forces you to zero in on like what you need to address and address it. There's almost like a hierarchy. I don't know if it's a hierarchy so much uh, as it's just it what is. you need. I mean, it's mm. different. There are different lessons. Well, let me say this. I'm not going to try and convince you, but I'm going to tell you my point of view and why I sound like I'm not disagreeing with you, but I have a different point of view. Uh-huh. I believe it first comes into your emotions, your spirit, your heart. On some level, if you're really in tune with yourself, you know what you should and shouldn't be doing. If you go to, if you, person who processes every day and the end of the day comes and you can't process that day, you have to look at why you can't process that day. And what, what sticks out to you may be the thing that you're not supposed to be doing or supposed to be doing differently. And that's a mental thing. You didn't have to trip down a flight of stairs. Like you just, wow, I can't, I can't yeah, shake this day off. That is hard for people to do. That's, yes, agreed. If people aren't doing that, then it, it, it ups the ante a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't sleep well last night. I don't know what's going on with me. I, I have an upset stomach. I don't know. Like, uh, I, you know. Oh, see, so like, are you saying it like starts a, it with starts. those things until it gets to the, the break or the sprain? So it works its way up to that, <laughs> right? Yeah. The other thing would be like, you, you told you, you, wash your hands before dinner. You tell your kid, wash your hands before dinner. Okay, mom. And then your kid sits down to eat and you see his hands are a little dirty. And so you beat him. (laughs) (laughs) It's so harsh. (laughs) That's like getting a physical Uh, thing off of like, well, I had one off day. I didn't have to fall down the stairs. Like, you could have just made my heart feel funny. Yeah. No, I guess the dharmic (laughs) redirection or like attention, it builds. uh, Trying. We're trying. Yeah, there's hierarchies. Yeah, try to get your attention. And at the last call, I think uh, we're very resilient. We're giving up, resilience to me equals grace. We're giving grace, we're giving grace, we're giving grace. It's emotional, it's mental, and it starts becoming physical in light ways, sleepless nights, heartburn, whatever. Like, And then you, I, I pulled my tendon, or like something happens. Mm-hmm. What happened? I don't know. It's because, yeah, life's trying to get your attention. Yeah, it forces you to pay attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a fun, in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what it feels like when dharma is you're not on it and you're not following it 
So we'll talk have about you the flip experienced side. being in your dharma? We're both in our dharma right now. I think that's why we're having the show because what a want want show it would be if we were both on the flip side of our dharma, not living our dharmas, and we both had physical injuries. We were doing this. We were doing this episode from the hospital, realizing we weren't living our dharma. That would be a horrible episode. I like that we're doing this episode on that. We're both on top of our dharmas. We both recently took our little trains and put them on right on the rails. And yeah. they've been chugging for like a few days a week now on, on, on the rails of our dharma, in the flow. We finally went over a few notches and, whoa, we caught that flow. And we're like, woo! Yeah, we're on the beginning <laughs> of the ride. So that's, that's a much funner version of having the show. So yeah, what's it feel like? It feels awesome. Yeah, the days are processed within the days. I guess that's the surest sign. Yeah, we said at the beginning, if you could process your day within the day, because mm-hmm. you're going to still, it's going to be fun, but you're still going to be learning stuff every day. And how fun is it to be so present for it every day in it, aware of it while you're in it? Well, that's just it. That's like a double sided thing. I think you have to be living in the moment and in to get there. Right. To and then when you get there, the to be in the moment and there is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a flow for sure. And a lightness. I think for me, I definitely can be in tune with how I'm feeling emotionally and mentally. And the past couple of weeks were a little bit of a downer. And then this week when I started classes, I was like, everything was lifted. And now my heart feels like it could burst from just happiness and feeling so fulfilled. And I see it on you, and other people see it on you, which is just wonderful. Yeah, it's like there's this light coming off of you, these beams coming off of you that people can't see, but they can see them. They can't physically see them, but on some level, they see them. Yeah. It's like a spiritual... Yeah. If people are just jumping in on the show, what classes did you just start? What are you doing? An Ayurveda program. Is that like ancient Indian medicine? It is. So it's all about finding harmony within yourself on every level. So it's looking at your body and your mind and your environment and all of these circumstances and aligning with your true nature. And I'm just starting this journey of like learning and embodying this and then hopefully helping other people and i'm just loving every minute yeah you're gobbling it up you're you're, you're like a yeah. sponge like sucking yeah, it up take it all give me all the knowledge this whole week has been magical it really has been mm. wonderful i am just grateful and can't believe this is my life right now and so yeah you talk about this is what living and being in your dharma feels like is this for sure that's exciting stuff exciting times available to absolutely everyone yeah for sure i mean it's all about tapping in and checking in with yourself am i happy do i feel fulfilled are there feelings that are coming up within me that are uncomfortable and what am i doing with them when they come up am i ignoring them and just saying i'm crazy and they'll go away So you kind of stuff them or ignore them. Or do you pay attention because that's a sign that your body is telling you, check in with me because when you get those feelings, they're calls to action. They're like saying, you need to face this. And so hopefully more people pay attention to that because when you pay attention and you act on that, 
you're always in choice and you're always empowered and when you act on that that is what continues to bring you closer to being and living your dharma yeah and every absolutely everyone if you have ears uh <laughs> you, if you have ears you know you don't need ears everyone who is alive has a flow that is custom made for you mm-hmm. waiting for you to just step into it yes and so it to carry you absolutely absolutely everyone and if you don't feel like you're in your flow you gotta go within and find it yeah by following your emotions without a doubt great topic are you living your dharma are you not living your dharma i'm talking to you the listeners i know this is a show about nonsense and fun but if you want to throw out a question about dharma like how can i know this how can i know that we'll see what we can do about answering it hit us up at now that's nonsense at gmail.com if you have any questions or you want to share your stories. Yeah, or like send us a message on our Instagram. What's yeah. the Instagram handle? Now that's nonsense. It's it is. Easy. That's... <laughs> I like when everything's. I was, I was thinking it was Captain Obvious. <laughs> I like when everything. It's good to clarify. <clears throat> well, not, not everything's obvious because no. I know for, so for websites, until the podcast produces some revenue somehow magically, uh, yeah, I'm doing everything freezies. So. All the websites of blogspot.com. I know that drives you crazy because you're in advertising and you know better. But I start out small. And you got, can I be honest? All the podcasts I listen to, I don't go to their websites ever. So I don't think it matters. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't, for all the podcasts I listen to, I'm not really on anyone's website except Sahara's because I do send people her quiz. But yeah, that's about it. So if anything, like I enjoy following them on Instagram. So I that's why I think it's a good our Instagram handle. Um now that's nonsense and you can message us or yeah, I mean if you take the time to craft an email, good for you. We're gonna be there hundred percent. Yeah, does an email seem like email's like the last thing like I do work. now. That's yeah. work. Text like everybody's got their preferences. The best way to reach me is text. Or through like a, some kind of messenger of something or to comment on something that's been posted. Mm-hmm. And emails, the last thing that I turn to or respond to or anything. Are you the same way? No. Well, no, it depends on my mood. Like I... Depends on your mood? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm more in a text mood. Sometimes if email is fine because I feel like it affords me a little bit of time. So... You know what I think... Uh, interesting and I'm smiling because I think it's funny neither of us mentioned a phone call what's a phone call who does that who don't does call it? me if you want to call me you text me that you're going to call me first I'm the same way is anyone else like that I I get it. not anxiety but if you're going to call me like I said email's the Give last thing up. no like phone call's the last thing you can almost show up at my house before you call me yeah <laughs> <laughs> even if I haven't seen you in 30 years if I know you and I, I like almost everyone like if you show up at my house I'll be happy if you call me I'm gonna be like I'm not getting that like, <laughs> just, I don't like phone calls why don't I like phone calls we'll wrap up soon maybe I'll cut this out but a little off topic like why don't you like phone calls by the way, this is weird. We usually tangent, go off tangent to the beginning of the show and get then get to the topic. Now we're about to wrap up the show and we're talking about phone calls. Yeah. What's your aversion to phone calls? What's your thing? It's they it, they seem a little tiring. They seem a little tiring. I think 
you know, when you're at work or you're talking to people all day, who wants to have another conversation? That's an excellent point. When you're texting someone, the text comes in, you give it the time you want, when you want, when you have the time to give it time, and then you respond back when you want. It, it happens organically. A phone call, somebody's calling, and th- there is no organic. It's happening now. Well, and you also don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah, you don't know anything, yeah. That's why it's good to kind of have phone dates. And so then you know what you're getting into. You can get a nap beforehand, maybe have a, cu- a cup of something with uh, caffeine in it. Yeah. <laughs> get ready. Yeah. It's, it's like preparing to even, it's almost like you're going out. Yes. Yeah, you're going out. Is this an older person thing? Not that we're <laughs> old, but you're 40, I'm 51. Is it a generational thing? Or, you know what? Weigh in. Comment on that. And yes. then we'll, and then we'll, uh, We'll report back on Give that. Give us a call at... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want... You know what? Just everyone call us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap up the show. We were going... Before Jen and I got into our dharmas, there was a lot of work we had to do. There was a lot of processing we had to do. It didn't happen overnight. There was a lot of processing, a lot of work, a lot of decisions to be made, and then we clicked into our dharma. Mm-hmm. Let's say it took a month for each for us between the processing, the decision-making, the, the where we're finally like in it and feeling it, you know. Well, I think my personal path began, the, the quest and the journey kind of began around Costa Rica, which was like March. I really embraced every stage of it, of where I was at. So now we're here. I'm glad you brought that up. So you knowing um, this Dharma, this path I was on has kind of run its course. I got to jump tracks to get on my my next level of my Dharma. And you're saying that process took about six months. When you knew your path was turning, the, the current was turning and going in a different direction. And you knew you had to go with it. And that was like a six-month process. I almost think I knew I wanted it to change, whether it... I, I knew I wanted, I just knew I wanted to change. I wanted a change. I wanted to change. And I didn't know what that was that was going to afford me that. But I would, in my yoga practice and meditation and my card pulling, ask to always be led to it and get signs and follow them. And so that's kind of just what I did until... I landed on Ayurveda and just kind of fully within me knew that's the path I was supposed to follow. And so just naturally took the steps along the way. I just found myself doing them and putting in effort and research and being present for each of that, you know, each piece of it and enjoying it. And so it was kind of like I was chill about following the steps and everything happened very seamlessly and naturally, and it was very much in the flow. I didn't have roadblocks or anything. Everything was organic. So that's why I know it's led me here where I'm now enrolled and in it. So it's been a really cool past, you know, however many months that's been. Let's say, let's just say for six months or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's very educational and good for people to know that if you're in something and then you know kind of your life is calling for a different direction that it can take six months sometimes and i know you say you were in every moment but i think it's also good for people to know that even if you're changing directions and you're organically in the flow of changing the directions that's still going to have off days and processing and this and that just by virtue of the fact that you were here and now you're going there and any kind of shift requires processing and everything even if it's all every step along the way is meant to be and happening the 
following signs. Yes. It's still going to be like have off days here and there. Your head and your default will pop in and say, am I crazy? What am I doing? Is this the right thing to do? And it kind of gives you that little shake up. (laughs) And then, but it's a good kind of wake up reminder to root into your heart center and say, no, let me check in here. Okay, cool. I'm back. Yes, that's what's making my heart happy. And then, yeah, that's like the, I think it's a good closing point. How's the best way to know? Follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Your heart knows. Let, let your head be the servant of your heart, not the other way around. Love that. Beautifully put. So, yeah, that's it. I think, wow. Let's hear about the Dharma. <laughs> Let's hear, like, I want, we want to hear, I think we're, we've said we want to hear from you in the past. But I feel like more than ever, we want to hear from you. Dharma, life purpose. Like, Absolutely. What's more important than that? So hope you enjoyed the show. Hope it was both light and informative. Hope you got a laugh out of it, but also learned a little something. You're just being so spot on with your, your words that <laughs> I'm going to say ditto what he said. Ditto. Ditto. Him so, too. Me too. So till next nonsense, this has been Kurt. And Jen. Peace. Namaste. Namaste.